Hey guys, it's David. Welcome to Sadness Town. This is the 11th episode of the Sadness Town podcast, recorded Friday, January 16th, 2015 at the Hampton Mansion in Baltimore, Maryland. My guest on this episode is Stavros Halkius, who's a very funny comic from Baltimore. Uh, we had a really good time on this one. A uh, lot of filthy riffs, a lot of uncomfortable honesty. It's a really fun uh, it's a really fun episode. I think you guys are really going to enjoy it. Uh, a couple quick plugs. Next two shows are going to be January 31st. I am at the Bathtub Republic with Ahmed Vallejos. Uh, on February 13th, I'm having a special show at another house, and I'll post details of that on the Facebook page and whatever. Uh, but that's going to be with Hillary Schofield, and we're doing it all about a Simple Plan album. It's going to be gross. Um... Please like the show on Facebook, Sadness Town with David Twighty on Facebook. Uh, please give me five stars on iTunes. Uh, presumably all that stuff helps in some way. Uh, thanks for listening. This is me and Stavros Halkius. Hey guys, welcome to Sadness Town. How are you feeling tonight? Good. It is January 16th, 2015, and we are here at the Hampton Mansion in Bodymore, Myrtleland to give this Baltimore podcasting thing a second go-around. Uh, last time I tried to do something here, uh, an important piece of equipment was stolen from the venue beforehand, so... Thanks for living up to stereotypes, Baltimore, and uh, thank you for defying them now. We got, a, we got a good little group of people. As always, I'm going to start by reading the Sadness Town Charter. Item number one, this is a safe space. We're here to celebrate the fact that although being alive is a cruel and difficult thing, we're all much better at it than we used to be. Item number two. You were not cool in high school. You were a tragic, awkward car wreck of a human being, and so was everybody else. Pretensions to the contrary will not be tolerated. Item number three. At the end of the show, everybody hugs. No exceptions. So hi, I'm, uh, I'm David Twighty. This is Sadness Town, and this opening song is Letters to God by Boxcar Racer. Um, this is a, uh, I'm gonna pause it because there's something I'm saving for you. Uh, this is a side project of Tom DeLong and Travis Barker from Blink-182. This song is off their 2002 album and only album, Boxcar Racer. Uh, it peaked at number 12 on the Billboard 200. Allmusic.com gave it three stars saying, Boxcar Racer removes all the tongue and butt cheek in juvenility of the multi-platinum pop stars. Uh, so this song, I listened to this song over and over again when I was riding the bus in high school because of this part. It was like, so it's sad, it's very heartfelt. I saw him live, it was dog shit. You don't want to hear Tom DeLonge sing an acoustic song. Like, the less other sounds are happening around his voice, the worse it feels. But this, right here... 
Oh my god, just let it wash over you. When the drums hit, fuck me! I used to have this CD in my disc man at all times, on the way to and from school, and I would just listen to that part over and over again. Because uh, I was a sad kid, and I kind of liked stuff that made me feel sadder. Feel that when it goes from piano to like playing the same two chords he was playing on an acoustic guitar, but now it's got an amp behind it. I'm still so susceptible to that. There's nothing I can do about it. So in this emotional moment, I'm going to introduce you to my guest. He's one of Baltimore's funniest comedians. Uh, in 2012, he won the prestigious Funniest Motherfucker Up In Here Award. Uh, please welcome Salvador Salkias, everybody. You got any songs like this where you just keep going back to a certain point on them? Yeah, I think so. I didn't like super prepare that good for this. Yeah. So I didn't like, I, don't, I didn't think about it that much, but I'm sure there are some songs somewhere. We'll find them wherever they are. There's a couple gems in here. So you grew up right here in Baltimore City. In this house. Just in, in this, <laughs> you were born on the very spot where you now That's sit. Right. In your kingly chair. That's right. uh, so yeah, you grew up in Baltimore. Mm -hmm. uh, and where, you graduated high school what year? 2007. Okay, so you're just a year behind me. Um... Yeah, let's uh, let's just jump right into this shit and uh, yeah. and let's meet the real you. Um, we're gonna start nice. You guys are in for a treat. <laughs> right on top. I, I don't disagree. There's a lot of flavor in this playlist. <laughs> this is like 45 seconds of this. Yeah, I know. It takes so long to get going. I might as well just try this. I'm just putting off saying the name. This is Magis Christodolopoulos. Christodolopoulos. Uh, I was close. With, uh, Pantemenoi Kai Oigio. Whatever. Uh, Wait. for some reason I couldn't find chart positions for this one. Wait, you skip it to the next one. What? You motherfucker, you fucking gave it away. It wasn't supposed to be. I didn't know what's coming, dude. Hey, there you go. I got a bad track or something. God damn it. You fucking Hang on a second. Dude, you left with me the good part. Uh, do you, well, let me fill the people in since fucking you're an unprofessional piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's bound to happen. So this is, uh... We're back, we're back in the violin for the fuck this This is like just some straight villager Greek shit right here. <laughs> so yeah, I grew up in Baltimore, but I grew up in Greek town. So basically this this mix is like a very weird mix of all the songs I'll do are like a Greek kid. Oh, here we go. Sorry. Now listen to this shit, guys. <laughs> this doesn't touch your soul. You gotta let the lyrics just kind of wrap around your brain. I'll, I'll translate. <laughs> <laughs> you said. 
you come back, please. <laughs> so basically, this is about two married people that are both fucking, but not staring. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. So, some guy, time is wet. Oh, wait. But do you think he's married to the woman? They're both, they're both married to other people. Uh-huh. And they're both fucking on the side. Uh-huh. And then he just begged her to come back. It's really tragic. It is really sad. <laughs> Here's why I picked this song, though. Because this is like the beginning of me being like a ham. Like, we wanted attention. When I was a four-year-old kid, I just like... Jumped on stage at the Greek festival, and, this, and I just grabbed the mic and started singing the song. Just acapella. No, it was playing. Yeah. As a baby, I just grabbed that shit and just went in. And I was getting, I got a standing O, dude. Like, well, oh, yeah, no one's gonna, no one's gonna get mad at a baby singing a, a beautiful song about uh, infidelity and heartbreak. Dude, that's the thing. I'm talking about fucking as a young child. And, then I and how's that going for you now? How's it going now? Yeah. Dude, how did, dude I started fucking that day at four years old. Uh-huh. And, and he, he, he stopped 20 minutes before the podcast. Yeah. Like, I had to drag him away. He was balls deep in a whole business. And I was like, yeah. I didn't even see the person. I don't even know if some people can't try it. And when I say in a whole business, I mean every woman who worked at a business. It was Bank of America. So if any of you has, haven't had a deposit go through in the past several days. I just keep every Bank of America employee pussy. I don't know how we got here. Yeah, this is just my shit, babe. You know what I mean? These are my musical roots. Yeah. Just my dad shit, just some shit that like people so, used to do opium to. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, this is this is totally like the location setting music in like a Liam Neeson movie. It's like, oh, they've taken his wife to someplace real shitty if this is the music that's playing that. Yeah. And then, <laughs> that Greek heartache. Uh, so, did you like grow up like speaking Greek in the house? Yeah, dude. My dad still like try, if you try and have a conversation with my dad in English, it's not happening. Unless, yeah. Unless it's about like lumber. Okay. That makes more sense. He's not just autistic. <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, <laughs> just like and the workshop teacher molested him, so uh, <laughs> Oh man, no, my the dad. struggle of the immigrant. He can't speak like he. If you're talking about anything except his work, he can't speak good English. What about your mom? My mom's all for it. She's got a, an adorable accent, but she can speak English no problem. All right. Yeah. So. <laughs> Yeah, let's do it. Let's keep on. Uh, and uh, just uh, sorry I spoiled this song for you guys. Oh, yeah, this is a good one. It really is. That's right. We're jumping ahead a few years here. Yeah. this. This is the Backstreet Boys with. As long as you love me. This is off their self-titled album, Backstreet Boys, which came out in 1997. Peaked at, this song peaked at number three on Billboard Pop Songs. This album received four stars from AllMusic.com. 
who said in that year, like, oh, okay, they said, they mentioned that this album came out in Europe a whole year before it came out here, and the, uh, the review said it turned out to be a good thing because, quote, in that year, light dance pop, such as the Spice Girls and Hanson, returned to the top of the American charts, paving the way for the frothy pleasures of the Backstreet Boys. <laughs> This is the most over-broad review. What does that mean? You never get frothy? I feel pretty frothy right I'm now. I'm frothed up. Yo, I'm straight frothing right now. I'm frothing at the balls. So this came out in 97, so you would have been like eight years old, right? I think so. Yeah, I think so because I was in a uh, Action Boys cover band. Okay. And, uh, it sounds like you were early to the party anyway. Like, yeah, no, I was an early adopter of Factory Yeah. Um, yeah, I was from my third grade talent show. I sang the uh, Nate Carter part, because that's the best part. Oh, uh, man. I kicked it off big time. Cool. And, uh, yeah, I had a very... Can you just chime in with what that part entails in the song or something? Uh, it's the beginning part, dude. Hitting strong. All right, here we go. God, this keyboard. Here we go. I got, I got the first part, I think, still locked in. All the loneliness has always been a friend of mine. That's all I got, I think. <laughs> Give it up for Sabra's Hopkins, everybody. Dude, this is my call, man. Apache Boys, uh, Spice Girls, I was big into really wanted, really into Spice. Yeah. That's the one with the pigtails, right? Is there, is there one with the pigtails? Oh, wait, I think I'm baby. Yeah, yeah. She was a ginger, I assume. She had uh, red hair. Okay. Yeah, They're in English, so. Uh, yeah, I had a big, big, uh, very big, very much a boy band, girl band space. Uh, which ended maybe like 45 minutes ago. Okay. Uh, well, you were still fucking the last of that business. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So I want to call back. This is a rich podcast. Yeah, it keeps moving back on itself. Oh, you're in fucking phone, dude? Come on, buddy. Yeah. You're going to miss the foundation for the next callback. You're fucking killing here, buddy. You're listening. You know what? They go, download this at home. You're going to... Anyway. It's going to be really good. Just make fun of what people are wearing. Yeah. Oh, nice <laughs> shirt. Sure hey, you should see this guy's fucking shirt. <laughs> Looks like shit. That's really good. Where'd you get that? JC Shitties? <laughs> huh? That's pretty good, guys. Good stuff. We're very talented. <laughs> so what was your biggest gig as fake Nick Carter in uh, Fake Factory? Well, it's probably John Rura Elementary School Talent Show, maybe. Okay. Yeah, yeah that's a sought after. Who books that now? Oh, uh, that's Mr. Larrabee. Okay. <laughs> the gay drama teacher. He was pretty cool, actually. All right. Yeah. Yeah, that was a nice one, dude. Uh, we were just, we really performed the hell on that one. Yeah. Do you really have that on video? Somewhere, yeah. Yeah? Somewhere. Oh, but... Like a VHS tape of it is like lurking somewhere. It totally But the thing that fucking pissed me off is they made me 
we were like in a group, it was like my best friend Pete and then his brother, and then this fuck boy Chris Alulis, who I don't fuck, fuck you Chris Alulis, if you're listening to this, I, don't, I know I saw you in a God party. damn it, stop. he emails me every week telling me how much he loves this show. God, I think it sucks, dude. And I, I also maybe made fun of him because he wore like a dumb costume once. Uh, I'm just picturing like a child wearing like what Eddie Murphy does in Delirious. No, it was a Greek costume. Going back to the Greek stuff, he was also a Greek kid. And we were wearing tra- our traditional Greek dress. What is that? What is that? Well, have you ever seen like the guys wearing like the white kind of like tutus essentially? It's a toga? It's just that It's not a toga. Okay. Oh, you fucking Eddie Murphy piece of shit. <laughs> Sorry. We don't wear togas. I, my entire understanding of Greek culture comes from the Disney film Hercules. Yeah, that's exactly right. 100%. So do you know Danny DeVito? Yeah, Danny DeVito, he's the prime minister of Greece. <laughs> he's not doing a great job from what I hear. Dude, he's not good on economic policy. He's spent all. So wait, was this for one of the Backstreet Boys gigs, or was this an unrelated incident where he's wearing the white t- uh, the tutu? Uh, well, the tutu's actually the cool guy uniform. Like, that's what you get, Dave. Uh, I'm going to call you Dave, by the way. Okay, that's fine. Uh, the, cool, the cool guys were in tutus, white tutus. But he was wearing some shit with, like, those, like, bedazzled. And he wore, like, a fucking bandana or some shit. Oh. This doesn't make it, like, no one in the room or listening to the podcast is going to get this. Unless they're, like, a Greek child. But uh, for the, in the audience that they are. He, yeah, he's from some stupid island where they have a dumb costume. And I was calling him Miss Lewis, like a kid does. I was calling him a girl, which is what a fucking insult, right? Oh, man. I was burning people. Remember Jason? It is better, Lewis. <laughs> anyway, my point is, fuck Chris Lewis. He, we gave him the worst part. We gave him Kevin's part. Okay. Oh, yeah. That, guy, that, that name doesn't even register. You, you never did any pop stuff? Nah, not really. When did you start listening to? Weird Al. Weird Al. Yeah, it was like that for like two years, and then my friend's older brother really likes gangster rap, so I uh, pretended to really like Puff Daddy for a bit. Wow, what gangster? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I did really like his song that was the same as that Police song. Yeah, of but that was just, I didn't know the Police one, right, right, right. but so I had the album. It was like the first parental advisory conversation I had have with my parents, like... How did that go over in, uh, fucking, wherever you're from, Minnesota or whatever? Uh, Denver? yeah, yeah, they, they threw birds through my window. Yeah. What do you mean? What do you mean? I don't know, I feel like your parents would want you to listen to, like, black people music. You know uh, I mean? Oh, yeah, I mean, they definitely didn't, but they were also, like, good parents, and they're like, whatever. You know, I don't think, like, I don't think Jacob's gonna, like, start... Did you and your dad, just on the way, did you and your dad argue about Ferguson over Facebook, or was that another... Old oh, that's no, that's my uncle Matt actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah I would have been really uncomfortable if that had been my dad. I was thinking that was your dad. No, it, this is so inside baseball. <laughs> I like, after the Ferguson thing happened, I posted something. About, I'm white, and here's how I feel. And uh, my uncle Matt is a retired cop, and he uh, like it was civil. <laughs> we, we, we get along, okay? Cool. I saw him a month ago. We're cool. Just wondering. Yeah. No, we don't have to keep talking about it. But I <laughs> well, no. It's, it's lucky you came to the first episode of Ferguson Town. Yeah. <laughs> where we just discuss racial injustice in the American Midwest. <laughs> Speaking of, how come no one ever talks about when a white guy gets shot? You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> 
mean, it's the same, man. I mean, white people be shot by the police all the time. Wait, who are you trying to do right now? What is this accent? That was like that was like an English gangster rapper. No, that's uh, that's that's white trash in Maryland. Oh, okay. That's what it Ray Rice was framed. My cousin worked at that elevator. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> that was the whole day. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to think like what this guy's cousin told him <laughs> from work at the elevator. Yo, I can't. I'm actually not in a position to talk. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that guy might be called as a character witness. <laughs> well, here we go. Freak Elite. What do you guys know about Petey Pablo, huh? Yeah, this is Petey Pablo with Freak Elite. Uh, this is off of his second album, Still Writing in My Diary, colon, second entry, which came out in 2004. Uh, this song peaked at number seven on the Billboard Hot 100. The album received four stars from AllMusic.com who said uh, it was a strong album that banished the one-hit wonder albatross. You know how pesky that bird can be. But he, he had a song before that, Raise Up, where he kept yelling about North Carolina. That's a great song. It is pretty, I get that one in my head every once in a while. Where it's like, take your shirt off? Yeah. North Carolina, take your shirt off. Yeah, that's it. Come on and raise up. Yeah, the reason I picked this was because boys that I jerk off in this video every day. Oh, yeah? <laughs> do you guys, and do yourself, everyone do yourself a favor, man, woman, uh, straight, gay, whatever. Whatever you may happen to be. The lady, in the, the main lady in this video, the main video professional, uh, boy, was she unbelievable. I did some Googling recently. Can't find anything. She hasn't done anything else. No follow up, unfortunately. But, uh, uh -huh. Didn't do it. Her life didn't fall apart. She didn't know what porn. Which is kind of what I was like crossing my fingers for. She's but, just like a real estate agent now. Or yeah, something. Pretty much <laughs> she's, the <principal>. <laughs> <laughs> she's the superintendent of the North Carolina school system. Okay. <laughs> she raised up from she her previous position. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. <laughs> she took she took Pete Pablo's words really literally, and she raised up. And she freed the lead. Test scores up. Let's see everything. No good bits there. Yeah, the PTA freed the lead when they saw the improvement of test scores. There we go, buddy. In their district. I don't know how the PTA works. That's what they call Tag at 20. Is that what they call it? Yeah, Tag at 20. I think you might have misheard him as a T. You need a joke? Okay, that's good. <laughs> that's right. Hey, it was too, too subtle. That's good. And also hateful. I love this too. There's this part of rap songs where they just name women's names. They just list them and that's the whole song. It's just, just an It's just an evolution of like James Brown yelling cities at the end of songs or whatever. I, but you can't fuck cities, man. <laughs> James Brown probably could have been <laughs> He probably did. When he, when he did a split, he actually, his dick was going into it. It was going into it every time he was in. You guys know, yeah, check out the tapes. Yeah, my did you ever? For, for James Brown, no. Um, in the tape department. Yeah, he was James Brown video guy. The wall. Um, yeah, no. That's no, that's where Cleveland Jr. came from. That's right. Absolutely. Cleveland Jr. 
It is repeat the riff that didn't work. Cleveland Junior. Alright. And also the, the music cut off right when that bomb hit the same time. Mm. <laughs> so it like definitely well, this is a cavernous room too. Like there's sure, blame the room. so much house not laughing at me right sure. now. Blame the room, buddy. I'm not gonna blame the room. This yeah, take some stand up for your I'm just gonna talk like this for the rest of <laughs> Stand up for yourself, Dave. So what what age were you when that song came out? Freakily? Yeah. Uh, I want to say 13. Does that sound right? I could have just done math. Yeah. 2004. 2004. Yeah. So you were like 15. Oh, 13, 14. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, that was just a. There was a large period of just me drinking off the hip hop videos. Very <laughs> MTV2 baby. Oh, you know dude. They would play fucking whatever it's called now, hot jams or something like that. Like something vaguely racial. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it's spe- something spelled with a Z where it's not supposed to be. Yeah, yeah. I also, fun fact, since we're talking about jerking off, right, guys? Yeah. Um, <laughs> We've gotten into your wheelhouse now. And yeah, absolutely. I'm doing, I got 45 minutes on this J J L. You can't see this at home, but I'm holding up a sign that just says stall. Yeah, he's got to download the rest of the songs. Uh, the first time I ever jerked off to anything was, do you guys ever see, um, fuck, what's the movie uh, with, with Stiffler gets like fingers in his butt? Road Trip. Oh, yeah. Remember that one? Yeah. Where the, like, the nerd fucks like a fat black girl? Mm-hmm. I jerked off thinking about fucking that fat black girl. That was wow. I, did. I was very sex positive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is a very elegant way to describe the condition of being a 13 year old. Oh, boy. dude, did I, I took my time to like fuck the pillow for a while. Okay. <laughs> I, it was my first time. I was going to make it special. I put the air it was the summer, I remember. It was the summer. Right. And I put the air conditioner on for like a half hour before I went in there, which was nice and cool. So I'm very comfortable while drinking off. Light a few candles. Light, I make love to this fucking pillow. I didn't do candles because that's a fire hazard, David. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sorry for being <laughs> irresponsible. Sorry for doing a little something for me, Stavros. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's my J&L. I'm sure there'll be more opportunities to talk about it. Yeah, we'll, we'll uh, loop back to that. In the coming songs. This is Nelly featuring Kelly. Is it Roland or Rowland? Oh my god, are you fucking kidding me? Nope. Did you just ask how to pronounce Kelly Rowland's name? Yep. A dilemma. This is off the 2002 album Nellyville, uh, neighboring municipality of Sadness Town. Uh, this peaked at number one on the Billboard Hot 100. This album got three and a half stars from AllMusic.com, who said he's no gangsta, nor is he an outright thug, but he is awfully damn cocky. <laughs> oh yeah, that's a really good description of Nelly. Yeah. Dude, this song's great. Yeah, he's got swagger, man. Naming sounds after himself. That's right. Inventing new kinds of grammar. And doing, uh, like, an album with some country guy. Oh, yeah, that was him, wasn't it? That's right. Who did? Which one? <laughs> I just want to believe it's called like Gangsta for Freedom or something like that. That'd be good. I wish it was, but I don't know what it was called. Yeah. But, uh, boy, is this song. Come on. You know what you do? 
pissed me completely. I don't know how that, like, because I knew, um... God damn, dude. I knew, uh, Country Grammar. I knew, uh, Hot in Here. This was, like, this was the same album as Hot in Here. Dude, talking about sadness now, this is, like, this is, like, the shit that I would, like, play and be like, oh, the girl, like, who I have a crush on. We're gonna sing this to each other, but she like is like, oh, I don't like that part, but I want to do it. Like you envision a romantic duet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're gonna sing this to each other, but it never happened. You'll be shocked to find out. Me and my what? You never got this? Never happened. Is it just because she couldn't nail the rolling part? Yeah, she she had to do. She couldn't do the falsetto. Yeah. Yeah. If you can't do this shit, I'll find some bitch who can. That's right. I was I was beside a huge misogynist. And then you're alone forever. No, it never happened because I was just like a, a pussy. Right. As a 13 year old. Sure. And 14 and like a 25, but that doesn't matter, right? Um, yeah, never happened. She never sang these beautiful words for me. I, I did a lot of listening to this and like, it's all gonna be better in one day's time. Yeah. And then it really, to me, it really never was. You know what I mean? You don't think it's better now than when you were 13? I mean, I guess, but adjusting for like age, no. You know what I mean? Like, it's better because I can buy weed and right. like, yeah. I have my own house. Yeah, and you're like allowed to fuck people. I'm like, you, yeah. even if Oh, yeah, now someone's holding me back. I mean, those strict anti fuck rules. I'm like, as soon as, these, as, soon as this fucking bar goes lifted, I'm like, I'm going to go all over the place. It's just. When yeah, when Obama finally gets around to that. Uh, yeah, don't you remember Clinton had a fucking bar before? <laughs> For you specifically, it was. Chelsea, it was too scared to fuck Chelsea. <laughs> <laughs> or whatever the Bush was. I mean, I guess like I guess you're right, but I I don't know. I I still think like uh, like people. Just like take take my opinion seriously for no reason now. Like that's a bonus. I guess. Do people take you seriously? I mean, more than I when I was thirteen. I guess that's true. Because I was smaller then. Sure. I I mean, being an adult is better than being a fucking teenager. Yeah. You know, I still like. I never got to like fuck this girl, but I used to think about saying. Well, maybe you should go stand outside a window with a boombox or something. Yeah, just I mean, well, that's that's a thing where like when you're in high school and like you're in love with someone and you're just like, and like the main, the only barrier between you and your great love is just talking to this person right, right, ever, right. maybe. She's ever making a movie. Yeah, of any kind. Yeah, just ever demonstrating any kind of romantic feelings. Yep. Um, Why can't I just like... But then you see like all these movies where it's like the people who've been friends forever and right, then, and then like... The boyfriend is an asshole, and then at the end of the movie, like she realizes that you were the one for her right. the entire time. That's that's probably my issue. Is that I was I kept waiting for that. My life, my life up until very recently was probably exactly that. Except the third act is just like she just fucks her boyfriend. Right. <laughs> and I just like play the song and cry. And like, that was that was basically it. Yep, we covered it. <laughs> we covered all my adolescence in that. That's what you need to know about me, gang. Yeah, I mean, it was just listen. If there are any kids listening right now, uh, 
Fucking get rejected now, because it's gonna happen, and you might as well stop being terrified of it. Like, yeah, yeah, that's true. You, you, I should, I wish I had done it then instead of like now. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Because I'm still fucking. You're still gonna like, yeah, get to college or maybe just your twenties. Like, it's a pen. You might be like, it doesn't matter when, but at some point you're gonna have to like go up and talk to people and have them go, you're gross. Like that, that will (laughs) happen to you at some stage in your life. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it's happening to me now. A lot of okay cupid dates don't get past date two. You know what I mean? I think I've got this issue. I've talked about this a little bit. Tell me what you think. Okay. Uh, I've been going on OKC dates, right? Sure. First date goes fine. Yeah. Right? Second date, pretty good. Pretty good. Get a little smooch. <laughs> but then I'm thinking, all right, get a smooch, get a third date, probably gonna get a little, a little something. Butt stuff, yeah. Yeah, yeah gonna get a peek in my butt. <laughs> right? That's the, it's the third date. That's right? third base now, right? <laughs> um, hear nothing back. I think my problem is maybe I go too, like, too voracious with that end of date kiss. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think, I don't, going back, girl, like, going back to the comedy. Like, you're not going for more than a kiss, but, like, maybe you do the kiss like you would if you were. Right. Well, I am going for more than a kiss, ideally. Butt stuff, right? Butt stuff, right there. Let's skip the third date. Let's get that. Let's shine up that. You know, butt stuff is a great third date. It's cheap. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> walk it off, you'll be fine. I don't know, I don't know. Anyway, I don't know what I was talking about. Oh, uh, we were talking we were talking about uh, your romantic failures. Ah right. Still terrible. Yeah, I wish I wish uh that you, like you were talking about how like, oh yeah, just do it now. Like being like a fucking loser is like the opposite of like like being a gay kid, you know, like there's no it gets better for being a loser. You know what I mean? Right, yeah, yeah. You just stay a loser. Like, when you get it's like it's weird, whatever, you feel but then like you get you turn twenty and you just every day you suck each other off and it's great. And yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, there's none of that. Well, that doesn't that's... happen when you're just a fucking awkward kid. That's true. Like I, I mean like I mean I think I think the distinction is like when you're <laughs> When you're gay, it gets so much better, like so fast. It's like, like you move from whatever town you're from to like a, a place where it's cool, and like, and then you just like have a whole circle, and everyone's fucking good. Yeah, where you jerk, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't, I don't mean literally. I just mean like, yeah, whatever. Sure. Check out the glory holes in town. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, every time. <laughs> is there a Yelp for glory holes, do you think? <laughs> oh my god, we just made our first I can, like, So there are like a lot of three-star reviews of every single one. It's like, yeah, it's a glory hole, what do you expect? And then there's one guy who's like, one star, and then a four-paragraph. Like, let me tell you what happened to me <laughs> with this glory hole. He's like, that is the weirdest shit. <laughs> the paint they use chipped on my balls. <laughs> Come. Right. What's even the point? Uh, and then there's also 
on in the eyes. And then there's also one five star review, which is like, finally, a glory hole with a mirror so you can watch yourself. Alright, we're gonna move on. A lot, of, a lot of nice ad revenue on something like this. No, this happens like, this happens, it's not just like when we're on stage, it's like every time I hang out with you, we're on gross sex stuff within like four it's sentences. True. It's true, it's kind of my, kind of my speed. Kind of what I'm good at. That's what won you the funniest motherfucker up in here I've award. Been here award, baby. That's a real award, guys. This starts quiet for a while. Which one's this? This is Rihanna with oh, Unfaithful. <laughs> this is off her 2006 album, A Girl Like Me. Uh, this song peaked at number six on the Billboard Hot 100. Uh, AllMusic.com gave this album three and a half stars, describing this song as a film noir song that elegantly <laughs> uses murder as a metaphor for cheating. Murder, huh? huh. Yeah, we're getting really into the me being a loser part of this playlist, big time. Oh, yeah. Uh, this is, so this song, it's called Unfaithful, right? And uh, it's based about Rihanna just like having a boyfriend but fucking some other dude, I think. Right, like, let's speed into it. Let's hear something. Yeah, they really padded out the running time of that. That was like 50 minutes, or 50 seconds of uh, soft piano. Right? So, basically Rihanna... Well, the point is, this is a song about a woman cheating on her boyfriend, right? And this was a really important song to be like, I didn't listen to it, but I was going to a party once with my girlfriend in high school. How old? Uh, 16, I guess. Okay. And she just started singing this song to me, to my face. And, like, I know he knows I'm unfaithful and he kills him inside. Like, to me, about fucking other dudes. Right? We, she was singing this in the car on the way to a party where she hooked up with another dude, tried to hook up with my best friend who wouldn't have it, and then just didn't hook up with me at all. And anyway, she was the worst person. Uh, yeah, she sucked. She time. sang this song. She sang a song about cheating on you to me. I like, like that she did face. it before and not like. Right, right. Well, she, don't get me wrong, she had been cheating on me before. Well, <laughs> come on, this was the new thing. <laughs> I don't know, I thought maybe there hadn't been another person in her eye line since you started dating. Yeah, this is the girl that I was just like, uh, she was just, one time, one time she, she called me and she was like, oh my god, uh, you'll never believe it, I, uh, I got, I got fingered at a party yesterday. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I oh, got fingered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just completely, completely passed it. Fingering was done. <laughs> Fingering that happens. And then, but the word, what I was like, I was like, all right, well, you're on thin ice. <laughs> oh, you poor son of a bitch. Don't let this happen a fourth time. Four balls, you're going into first. Exactly. Four balls of charm. Oh, man. So how long did you, did, were you seeing this lovely woman? Uh, I don't know, man. It was like, she was like the only, she was really the only girl I talked to in high school. I don't know, like, a, like on and off for like a year. Okay. It sucked though. She just wow. talked to other dudes and not me. It was like not a relationship in any real way. Right. Like, like I texted her a lot, I guess. I don't know. 
<laughs> like I saw her tits a bunch, but that was it. Oh yeah? Yeah, they're pretty cool. Alright. <laughs> they're pretty chill tits. She had some cool tits <laughs> She had pretty <laughs> chill tits. Her tits were pretty clutch. The five stars <laughs> I know. Clutch. Dude, clutch tits. Tits are clutch. Right when I needed those tits, there they were. <laughs> I love just chill, cool, and clutch. That's Man, all. I, I, I had a girl with some cool titties, but she could, she could never come through in the clutch. Like, her, her tits always let me down when it mattered the most. Sorry to hear that, dude. <laughs> that didn't really happen. I don't tolerate that relationships now. You need some clutch titties. Yeah, you gotta be the Tom Brady of titties. That's right. Uh, uh, yeah, Mr. Uh, whatever. Um, so, so this was, I'm sorry, you, you were like a junior, senior in high school when this was going on? Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, junior, junior. Did, like, did other people, like, did everyone know this? Like, were people hearing you shit about this? She didn't go to my school. Okay. She was a Greek girl. Alright. Uh, she, man, she was like... Did you sing her that song? What song? Yeah, yeah, I sang her that song. <laughs> That's how I got her to date me. You got her to divorce her husband. Divorce, yeah. Um, yeah, she's just some like girl that I kept seeing. And it's weird now because like our families know each other. Like I see her at Easter. Okay. I'm still like mad about it, you know. Or, like, sure. Oh, yeah, that burns for like, a while. Like eight. But her mom liked me. Me and her mom are still cool. All right. Mrs. Warrior, what's up? <laughs> Shout out. So what's she, what's she up to these days? I don't know. You know, she's okay. You just drifted apart. I'm drifted apart. I see her. I see her. <laughs> I'll see her at Easter in like four months. Okay. Then we'll catch up, maybe. All right, we'll do another episode after that. Yeah, yeah, Just yeah. an hour about your Easter experience. Easter's pretty tight. Like Easter's are great. Really? Like, fucking lambs, dude. We're talking three lambs on a spit. What you know about that? Nothing. I don't know anything about three lambs on a spit. Yeah, I go like our friends are like super rich and they just go fucking balls out on these lambs. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't like the sound of that. Oh man, we're gonna have to like I'm gonna have to listen to this and keep a tally of all the weird sex, like all the unique weird sex all that you came up with. Yeah. You're not even your, your fucking pencil's gonna break, the point's gonna break. All the tally marks you're gonna make. That's how you're gonna count, right? I don't use pencils. Marks. Oh sorry. How dare I I carve it into my wall like a prison at night. What is the date? <laughs> oh, hell yeah. yeah. Oh, man. You guys feel this? Yeah, look at it. You're the fucking... You feel this? There's really... This is Pain by Jimmy Eat World. This is off their 2004 album, Futures. This song peaked at number one on the Billboard Modern Rock tracks. This album received four stars, and AllMusic.com said it doesn't matter. Uh, yeah, it, every time. Oh no, actually, this was funny. Like they just have the most like the weirdest turns of phrase, and I just got a kick out of this one by itself. The guitars are stacked like thick diamonds. <laughs> Hell yeah, I love you some thick diamonds. I, I love stacking them thick diamonds. I love stacking nice thick diamonds. Like Crash Bandicoot. <laughs> oh yeah. I'm with you, man. Yeah. 
Uh, so when did you get into this song? You were junior, senior, high school. Probably right around the same. Yeah, junior, I would say. This was uh, I I dabbled so like all the Nelly shit, like the like Nelly and then learning to play out frequently. But like in middle school, I really wanted to be like all the schools I went to were all black. You know, both were so many both were some public schools. Yeah. And I played like on sports and stuff. So like me, you know, I wanted to be like cool. Probably. You? Nice. Yeah, probably. Nice. Hell yeah. 
<laughs> that came off backhanded as hell. Yeah, none of them know who the fuck you are. <laughs> I meant like, are they all our friends, you piece of shit? But hey, for those of four of you who don't know me, at Style Comedy, baby, you know what I mean? Get me them Twitter followers. We get to plugs at the end. No, I'm doing them now, motherfucker. I'm doing them now. StyleComedy.com. <laughs> Facebook, Style Gross Alkies. Uh, put some funny ass pics on there, some shirtless stuff. Oh, shit, man. <laughs> If it feels like we came in in the middle of something, we did. This is Rush with 2112 Part 2, Temples of Syrinx. This is off the 1976 <laughs> album, 2112. Pump it loud. Let it ride. Yeah, we want to hear this pterodactyl sing. Peaked at number 61 on Billboard Pop Albums. Got four and a half stars from AllMusic.com, who said that this album paints a chilling world where technology is in control. This is one of a whole rash of like dystopian progressive rock albums from like 1975 through 1985. Like you could not make that kind of music without making an album about a weird future. Where music is out yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, how familiar are you with the plot of this? Can you describe it for our audience? Uh, I mean, basically, we're about like some fucking. The world has been controlled by some fucking motherfuckers that don't like music. Yeah. The temples of Syrinx are like, the fucking priests of the temple of Syrinx are like, yo, music's gonna set you free, bitch. And then I think no, no, the they, the, the I, I did some research. Oh, the, the priest at the temple of Sea. So okay, it, <laughs> this we gotta go way back to the we beginning. Back. This album takes place in the year 2112, hence the name. In the year 2056, a war broke out, some kind of interstellar war, some real Ron, L. Ron Hubbard shit. And now the whole universe is controlled by like an oppressive government. Um. This man finds a broken guitar, is very excited by it, brings it to the Temples of Syrinx, which is what this song is about, oh, yeah, yeah. where the priests, uh, well, this, the guitar is fine when he brings it there, and then they break it, oh, and they're like, shit. you fucking dick, you're gonna fuck up this good thing we have going, but then uh, Rush brings them down with drum fills <laughs> and guitar solos, oh, yeah, and it, good shit vocals that only bats can hear the vocal register of. Are you still in the rush? I am still in the rush, dude. Okay. There was so it felt disingenuous not to put in like the classic rock phase I went through that all sure. all you know white teenagers have to go through. I feel like yeah, you can, you want to cover all your bases. I tried to learn guitar for a while. I was fucking terrible at it. Uh, very meaty fingers, short meaty fingers. You were no Alex Lifeson. I'm no Lifeson. No, not at all. I'm close. Yeah. I got I got to like the beginning part of Sweet Child of Mine, and that's it. Okay. But it still it sounded. Did, were you able to play it without it sounding like you were a bad at guitar hero? No, not at all. Okay, not at all. But yeah, I fucking I, I, I messed with that a little bit after my rap phase. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna be I'm I'm like gonna be in a band and shit. I'm like, I grew my hair out. It looked fucking stupid as shit. <laughs> Boy, did it look dumb. Well, yeah, I am doing that now. Uh, yeah, I look almost as dumb as you look now. Mm-hmm. As a girl. 
is what is the plan for your hair like long term? What do you mean? I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with this as long as I can. Yeah. Interesting, but no fucking sense. I like I'm wearing a hat right now, and some of these people don't know me, so this is a this is a difficult riff. But uh, well, it's just for the people at home familiar with twenty. Yeah, and what I look like most of the time. We all we can all agree. I've been committed f- to this hairstyle for a while, and like uh, my head is small on the bottom and big on the top, so I figure I might as well just go with that. Small on the bottom, big on the top. Yeah. That's how you like them? I love those dimensions, baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like a nice top-heavy head. <laughs> like, a, like a bowling pin. You know what I mean? Got the skinny part. You guys know what I'm saying. You, know, you can't hear it in the podcast, but everyone hears a flying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, someone just... The room's mic'd up for you, but I just got a standing O like one of the ladies. And the ladies are pulling titties out. Oh, and like, it's, yeah, it's getting ridiculous in here. Let's, yeah, put, some, my titty let's put some soundtrack on this. This is Lil Wayne with Sky is the Limit. This is off his 2007 mixtape, The Drought 3. Uh, this album received MTV News' Best Mixtape of 2007. That coveted award. Uh, it got four stars from allmusic.com, who said the one time also ran becomes the foul-mouthed, baby-like poet laureate of latter-day rap nerds. Jesus Christ, dude, who's writing this shit? That's for real. Someone grab me another one of these. Look at Hollywood podcast over here. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there were five hyphenated words in that one sentence that you were counting. This fucking shit is so good. The drought is amazing. What's your name? So Yeah, uh, like... I didn't get into Lil Wayne at all until like a month ago when Jason Nunez had one of his songs on the podcast and I really liked it so I just started listening to other stuff. Oh, I can't remember what the actual song was that he had on there. Yeah, this was like, a, so this is 2007, this was like when I was senior in high school. Mm-hmm. And this is when I'm back in, I'm back in around now, you know? Yeah. I'm done with Black Sabbath, I'm done with Black Sabbath. You know, my hair is short again. I'm ready to go, I'm ready for college. I'm selling weed at the time. You were selling weed when you were a senior in high school? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It was like my weed selling music. You know what I mean? This is a little way. This is outstanding weed selling music. This is a little way to do the crimes. <laughs> Using my mother's Weight Watcher scale to weigh out the weed. Oh, seriously? <laughs> wow, that is a precise scale. Oh, yeah. Man. You can use a scale meant for weighing humans to no. weigh you in fucking Okay. Yeah, I just use my mom's Weight Watcher scale. Just do it. One time I really don't want to show my pants because I was like, also, it's buying from this scary dude. Sure. Uh, you would eat in a foreman. Really? That's where you get. That's who your supplier is in Baltimore. A scary dude. Very scary guy. Uh, we would meet. We would meet at a foreman mills parking lot. Okay. Which is like. Uh, I'm not with that sound. It's like it's like Black Marshalls basically. Okay. Black Marshalls. Well, I live in DC. Our Marshalls is Black Marshalls. <laughs> Well, check out Foreman Mills sometime. If you want to stretch those bills, 
Yeah, dude. <laughs> I mean, I don't fucking know. Some kid still is like 200 hours. I'm also the worst, like, drug dealer. Yeah. <laughs> just I was like, oh, yeah, cool, dude. Just like, whatever you didn't like, get that to me. Like, he's a bad motherfucker, but he's bad at being a bad motherfucker. <laughs> I'm just, like, not confrontational at all. Right, right? yeah. That's oh, not, yeah. like, ideal for any kind of illegal trade. Like, right. you can't be, like, a pimp who's like, give me that money if you feel like it. Oh, yeah, there's another time where I know I, I like, avoided getting robbed, but some guy was trying to, like, set up a deal with me, and he was like, oh, yeah, actually, we don't really even, like, we don't have our scale with us right now, so, like, we, you can't weigh it, but trust us, it's, like, worth $500. Oh, boy. I was like, you know what, guys, I'm actually going to pass, I think, on this deal. Yeah, I knew uh, some dudes that that happened to, like, in high school, and it's like, that, that's got to be easy pickings. It's just oh, like some fucking... Well, I'm shocked no one robbed me. Yeah. Like, what would I have done? Yeah, <laughs> right. What the fuck? I got to be like, well... Cool, I guess. <laughs> All right. Well, See you guys later. please don't tell my dad. Yeah, just don't tell my parents. <laughs> don't tell the car. I know you're not going to. Don't worry, I won't either. Uh, thanks, I'm just going to go. Can I just keep my mom's car? Can you not steal my car? <laughs> <laughs> she needs that. Yeah. For <laughs> She's got a dentist appointment. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, give it up for my guest, Stavros Alvarez, everybody. And so you already started saying it earlier, but softcomedy.com, where else can people see you? This episode's going to be coming out this Monday. This Monday. Um, I mean, if you're in B-more, Body More Murderland, I'm going to be at the Goobs, the Goobies Joke House, opening for Rich Voss at the end of the month. Um, Rich Voss is great. That's going to be a good one. Um, I don't know, man. Just at Twitter, you know? I'm, I'm trying to get to that K. I feel like once I get to a K followers, uh-huh. I'm going to be like, <laughs> Like, people are going to want to fuck me. Listen, I got there, like, a couple months ago. And let me tell you, I am, it's like standing under a waterfall of pussy juice. Yeah. <laughs> dude, I can't wait. But honestly, can, like, on the podcast, I'm not trying, I'm trying to be real with you, dude. Yeah. Your ratio is, like, bullshit. You know what I mean? Like, your follower ratio is, like, bullshit. What do you mean? You, like, follow too many people, bro. So. I do? I think it's, like, cheap when you have a thousand people. Because, like. I have like 500 those. Yeah. So. Wow, you like checked this before the show. That is accurate. I don't know. You know, I just like, I like to keep tabs on all my friends. Yeah. And uh, I think you do So you're saying I need to unfollow. Unfollow all your close personal friends. Okay. And only follow Magic Johnson. <laughs> that should be the only person you follow. Uh, okay. Magic okay. Johnson, maybe. Uh, I get some amusement out of the Iron Sheik every once in a while. The Iron Sheik's great. Yeah. You gotta follow the Iron Sheik. Um, That's another thing we want to plug. Follow the Iron <laughs> Sheik. <laughs> yeah, honestly, you guys just follow the Iron Sheik and follow Magic Johnson, and that's pretty much it. Yeah. <laughs> Those are the only plugs I have. Okay, great. Uh, find stand-ups uh, dates on the website at davidtwite.com. Follow me online at Twite Privilege on Twitter. Uh, email the show at da- davidsadnesstown at gmail.com. Regular Sadness Town was sleeping? Uh, yeah, it was. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was a bummer. Um, and uh, remember, nothing is going to be okay. Scatman's world.